Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Riley Gaines owns Keith Oberman. We've got Trump, Trump, MAGA, also Dave Portnoy and Tucker Carlson and Rod DeSantis. Oh, and uh, let's throw a dash of everything is racist. Everything is racist today into the mix, Pat. That means we're talking about the best and worst takes of the week. Yes, I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni, and you are tuned in to Critical Thinking. I saw you shaking your head a lot there. What what's going on, Pat? More racist bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really, we're going down that road again. Yep. So okay. obviously, you know, it's a fish fry Friday. So we're going to talk to you about our our the well, not our best takes, but the best takes and the worst takes that we saw all week long. And, of course, we're going to crown a brand-new Richard of the Week. Do not forget, you can download, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. That's all of those things. Believe it or not, just simply doing any of those things will actually help elevate us in the podcast rankings. Believe you me, just one of you doing it would, would be a great, great help. And thank you to each and every single one of you that watch us on the Rumble channel, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, subscribe there. You can also join our locals community and you will get an email every single day when the show goes live for your viewing pleasure. And uh, we've got some other stuff that we're attempting to work on in the background there. Um, And uh, starting next week, Pat. We have something that will be lit and live for the fine folks in our viewing audience. That's all I will say. Okay, now, all of that out of the way. We mentioned uh, racism up front. So, um, you know, we, we never really talked all that much about the Jacksonville shooting, right? Because why amplify an absolute stupid moron, right? Right. Why? Uh, He's a racist piece of shit. So, 
any airtime spent there, what what are we going to do? Other than I did love the take of the Jacksonville sheriff, right? The sheriff there yeah. who basically said, let's stop talking about the weapon. Let's start talking about the person. This weapon right here, if I were to take it, unholster it, put it on the table, would have no power. Why? Because I'm choosing to give it no power. Um, I thought it was an amazing take. But um, Ron DeSantis also just literally called him a racist and a scumbag in an interview. But apparently, according to Andrea Mitchell and a guest of hers on MSNBC, that was not good enough. What, what more do you want? And yesterday, Governor DeSantis in Florida facing audible boos at a Jacksonville vigil for the three victims. At the vigil, DeSantis called the gunman a scumbag. And Jeffrey Rumlin, a Jacksonville pastor who spoke after DeSantis, was very direct in his response. He said, at the end of the day, respectfully, Governor, he was not a scumbag. He was a racist. What's your response to that? You know, for so many folks, the issue with that kind of language is that it places the onus on one individual and the actions of one individual, as opposed to a nationwide sickness of white supremacy in this country and the violence that it fuels. And so as long as it's he's a scumbag or as long as there's a mental health issue, you don't have to engage with the idea that there are, um, you know, co-conspirators online. There are co-conspirators who create legislation that divide and other people. There are all these other forces that are contributing to this kind of violence. But as long as it's the act of one individual is just a scumbag then you don't have to take the, the true issue head on um yeah this guy was a scumbag like like there's literally no language that would pacify people like this uh is it Tremon lee like, sure. like treeman tremaine lee yeah whatever mr lee okay mm -hmm. there's quite literally nothing that would but also as a worse take this is this is the this is the BLM playbook, right? It is. Because they talk about what? That our children are not our children, that we have to collectivize raising our kids and da 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 so forth and so on, right? Collectivism this and collectivism, community, collectivism, community, collectivism. What do you call the individual who commits these acts in the hood? in the inner-city, run-down, gang-infested neighborhoods that literally are shooting other black people to death for no reason. But what, what do you call them? Is Hopefully it racism? Is it racism that's doing that? Or is it an individual choosing evil? And is not calling racism evil... Calling out racism isn't calling this guy. By the way, the other part of this is the disingenuousness of Andrea Mitchell saying that he only called him a scumbag. No, he didn't. He also called him a racist. Okay? He flat out did. <clears throat> I'm just so sick and tired of that. It, it, I mean, you want to talk about being a scumbag. I mean, that was a scumbag response from both of them. It, it, it just it it's it's a it's meant to be a political narrative hit job on Ron DeSantis for quote unquote not doing enough in their view. Um, yet you look at other places around the country that have these issues, 
daily, like, I don't know, Chicago, Detroit, where it's, you know, gang-related crimes, black-on-black crimes. They, they don't want to talk about that because it doesn't fit their narrative. It doesn't fit the agenda, if you will, that they have for the rest of the country culturally. So and, it, and it's really a scumbag answer. And furthermore, when you take a look into the history or not even the history, this just who this individual was, he's a registered Democrat. <laughs> so this, this scourge of white, okay, that's why does it. So then are you suggesting that there are racists within the Democratic Party? That would be an interesting take for Mr. Lee to uh, take on, right? Are, are you yeah. suggesting that there are uh, white supremacists within the – because I've been told that that's not possible. It's only right wing, right? Right. Uh, it's just the amount of ignorance to come to this collectivist idea that everything is somebody else's fault. It, it, it doesn't deal with this. No, I'm dealing with the actions of the individual who committed this crime, Right. And more importantly than that, Pat, standing up and calling him a scumbag. There's no reason to loop in or to rope in a a um, part of society with this individual. The rest of them didn't commit the crime that he committed. And it, it was they, they, there might be some truth in some of the things that he's talking about in terms of planting seeds and stuff like that but that's true of any movement whether sure. that's good or bad by the way like for instance um was it socialism that uh, decided to have that hispanic dude shoot people up in el paso texas uh, oh wait that was in the manifesto what, what are you suggesting about the trans activist and trans whatever person in in um nashville right because yeah. you you would then have to also say that that person was what radicalized by the trans activists out there, and then therefore right. should no. It's the responsibility of the individual at the end of the day. Nobody but nobody forced him to pick up a gun and start shooting people. Now we also know that reports exist in this entire incident of the fact that he was attempting to get to. Um, I want to say it was Bethune Cookman because I think that's the. Yeah, that's the uh, the HBCU that's in Jacksonville. And to, to randomly, except for they have armed security there. So he went to a place that was Wattpad, gun-free. Yeah. And then committed these horrific acts of racist violence. I, I just, it's just... There's no placating people like this at the end of the day. There's just no... It wouldn't matter if Ron DeSantis called him a racist and we must we must rid the uh, earth of the scourge of racism. That's fine. Then it let's also talk about the scourge of racism in the black community, in the Asian community, in the Hispanic community, by the way, because there's racism in all of those communities. Dude, there's racism in the white community. Yes, all of them. Every, yeah. It exists. It's not just one. What yeah, you gonna it, do? All right. Like I said, it's a scumbag answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
with that being said, um, let's go ahead to Maga Maga Maga. Are you ready for that? Oh, I guess. Okay. So, do you want Jesus Maga or Cheeto Jesus? Cheeto Jesus, for whatever reason, intrigued me. Okay. Well, we've got Steven Crowder, who has decided to tell us if he didn't already have the nomination in the bag, this likely secures it. And this that he is talking about is this video, Pat. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election, even if it means trying to bring back COVID. But they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. Who so, wants to tell him? You want to tell him? No, you can tell him. Oh, okay. Um, you, he does realize that we wouldn't have all these issues with COVID had it not been for Donald Trump, right? How does that secure him the nomination exactly? Well, you see, it wasn't Donald Trump's fault. He was just listening oh, to oh, the best oh, people wasn't? in the in the world, Pat. Oh, right. Um, can we also back up to Stephen Crowder if he hasn't already? didn't already have the nomination in the bag that's likely secures it. How? As I pointed out on Twitter or on over on X, honestly, tell me how you critically think, right? uh, Change my mind, Mr. Change my mind, Stephen Crowder, right? How do you critically think and come to that kind of a statement? I'm struggling to understand that. How? Because... On the one hand, in fact, I, I also saw an absolutely terrible take on something similar to this. Um, and let me see if I can find it. Was it by chance from Clay Travis? No. Okay. No, 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 no. There was a take that um, had nothing to do with that. Where and, the heck either- was it? In either case, though, while you're looking that up, I, I, I just, I, I can't, I can't understand how you would say that has the nomination in the bag when Donald Trump gave us Fauci, 
Donald Trump gave us lockdowns. Donald Trump gave us the jab. Donald Trump gave us, I mean, all the precedents for mask mandates and and everything that, that happened from, from Fauci and Burks. All, all of this stems from the Trump administration. So to sit there and say, oh, he's got the nomination in the bag. The dude completely flipped his narrative from where he was in 2024. In 2020, you mean? Or, or yes, excuse me, 2020. Yeah. Um, but I'm just like, well, the guy had a totally different viewpoint on this in 2020. He surrendered his presidency to these people. This is on him to sit there and not be able to critically think and come to that conclusion, by the way. I don't know how you can't come to that conclusion. Who was in charge during that time? Mm-hmm. Where does the buck stop? It, it's not what it was. It shouldn't have been with Fauci. It should have been with Donald Trump. Now, if Donald Trump had come out and said, you know, in April of 2020, after, you know, they, they tried all this stuff in, in March and said, hey, we're going to pivot because this isn't working. We would have be having a different conversation right now because what, what, what that would have done and that would have signaled to everybody is that, hey, um, I looked at the data. Uh, this isn't working. I've learned from my mistakes. We're going to open things back up because this is, we need our country to function. We need people to function. We there, There's no combating with this. We have to learn to live with it. And had he just come out and done that, had he come out and actually owned his mistakes, this is what drives me so crazy with this. We would have a different, pre- we, there's a good chance we would have a different president right now. I don't know about that because <clears throat> you can't. I, I mean, hold I don't that. know for sure, but it, I, it's, it's you can't hold that position, Pat, while also holding that the entire apparatus rigged the election in 2020, because because those two things cannot be true at the same time. Then, right? Because if he was president that, that's true, right yeah. now, he beat the rig. Mm-hmm. But the other aspect of this that bothers me, and, and I've come to a different conclusion than a lot of people who will talk about this. Uh, Jenna Ellis had this this take that things that can be true at once, number one, that Donald Trump was a great president. Number two, Trump is being unjustly persecuted by evil people, manipulating laws. Number three, Trump made major errors that made the swamp worse, not better. And number four, Trump has doubled down on his errors through the present day. Statements one and two cannot be true if statements three and four are true. And I, we've had a lot of people either come on this show or we have talked about it. You cannot pick and choose to say that he was a great president and then say, yeah, but the swamp got worse. And yeah, but he also did all the COVID things. And then he's the greatest president of the 21st century. And we see too, far too many people believe that. Right. How can Donald Trump be a great president, yet he didn't drain the swamp, right? He made it worse, not better. And then he is an unrepentant COVID guy. Right. Those, you can't just mutually exclude the two. You can't just say, yeah, but uh, if it weren't for that, those two big things, right? Those two main points that... That really got him elected. Number one was draining the swamp, right? The hill that lock her up and all that stuff. 
what this reminded me of as well, Pat, um, as I'm thinking about this locker up situation is this is his gaslighting like he did to his constituents in 2016 where a month afterwards he's up at a, at a rally on the stage, right? And says, no, no, no. I was just kidding about locking her up except for none of you supporters were kidding about that. Right. We're not going to lock her up. We're going we're gonna to be nice. I don't know how you can say that he was, on the one hand, a great president, but he made major errors. Hold up. Wait a minute. Great presidents don't make major errors. They might have minor things that you could quibble with, right, or things that you said, ah, I wish he wouldn't have compromised on this and would have gone harder on this or whatever have you. But those are usually, I wish we could have gotten all of the tax breaks that we wanted, right, or, or we got a... A balanced budget instead of a uh, hundred billion dollars. <throat> well, how? How? Riddle me how he was a great president. As I think about it, further and further down the line. But but Andrew, uh, he he gave us the 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 Supreme Court that overturned Roe versus Wade. Correct. His foreign policy was amazing. I I just I don't. I don't understand that refrain. I don't understand how he he totally now locks down the the nomination by telling people what the oh there no. it is, Pat. He's told people what they want to hear, and they'll just forget the fact that he's the one who caused this. He, the amount of gaslighting that's going on here is impressive. It's Corinne Jean Pierre standing at the podium at the White House press briefing level of gaslighting. Impressive. I, I would say Trump is better at the gaslighting though than she is. I mean, we can't be that dumb that we just forget because we're talking about millions. I, Pat, I was one of the 30 million people who got laid off and eventually lost their jobs because of government decisions made at the direction of Donald John Trump. Do you? Yes, J.B. Pritzker, yes, other Democratic governors, they want that kind of power, right? They absolutely love that kind of despotic power. But who gave them the green light? It doesn't happen if the president of the United States doesn't get up and demand that the nation... uh, suspend itself for 15 days to flatten the curve and then 30 days to slow the spread and then three months and then a year. Doesn't happen without that. So yeah, you could say, well, I, I didn't author you. Yes, because you have no ability to authorize it. But what you just indicated is you have all of the carrot and stick approach, right? It's mm-hmm. just, Somebody who has had changed my mind and and demonstrated the want to critically think or research and, and be as transparent as possible. Whatever personal BS is going on in, in Stephen Crowder's life, I don't care. I don't care because I don't know him. What I care about is what he is presenting to the public through the the megaphone that he has, right? 
gaslighting on top of gaslighting is an impressive feat, even for somebody like. So like I, I don't like Alex Jones. I think I think he is an idiot. I think he's yeah. a blowhard. I think he he's a he is a shock jock on the right. That's what I believe him to be. Can he spout yeah. some things that are true once in a while? Absolutely. But I will say this, Stephen Crowder giving him a voice, right? And amplifying that voice is a very brave thing to do. So he is not unwilling to buck the trend and, and just play ball to play ball. But on Donald Trump, play ball? How do you get there if, you, if you've if you proven to be that level of a critical thinker? I, I just... My brain doesn't we, we haven't even, in, in this conversation, we haven't even touched all the indictments and whether or not he may or may not be convicted, which I'm like, wait, if Pointless. he's got the nomination in the bag, none of that's going to happen, right? right? Like, he, he, you're assuming none of that's going to happen. So, so, but if that does happen, he doesn't have a pathway to the nomination mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because he'll get kicked off the ballot. So, you, you can't... I mean, the, the level the, the lack of critical thinking from Stephen Crowder here is a yeah that's what amazes no. me how how did you go from change my mind and I'm bringing Alex Jones on because I want to think differently right to lapping up whatever Donald Trump puts down how huh oh we're not going to do this and we're going to use the power of the federal what have we talked about? That that part of that speech is right. That's how you do it, right? But that's how we've done it for a long time on almost every topic is, okay, we've got some purse strings that we're going to send money to the states. First and foremost, we should never be in a position in which the federal government has that authority, okay, or has that power over the state. Like, that's the basic of, that's the basic tenets of libertarianism. Why, are, why? that means we are taxing way too much. If the federal government is then sending money back to the states. Do you see what I mean? Yep. Oh, we have federal highway. Okay. I can make an argument that, yeah, we probably do need federal highway money, right? Because it's an interstate highway. It's not an intrastate highway. It's an interstate highway. Meaning it goes likely to multiple states. Okay. At that point in time, the federal government probably has a role to play, right? Okay, but otherwise, other than that, what role are you playing that the states cannot and should not be taking on to themselves? Well, it turns out the states love to be able to just gob up the money coming from the federal government and do whatever the hell they want with it. The vast majority of the COVID money in, in Illinois that we got was spent to do what? Pay down our $16 billion hole that we had an unemployment insurance. Why? 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 Because we had a lot of people drawing unemployment insurance vis-a-vis -vis your lockdowns and mandates. And th those people are just supposed to forget all of that and lap up whatever Donald Trump says in 2023. Give me a break on that. Give me a break. All right, with that having been said,
I think it's time to talk about Jesus MAGA. Oh, boy. Yep. Because uh, Jenna Ellis on X, uh, she was talking to Jean Cleave. And Jean Cleave had said DeSantis will be just as lost in the federal government morass or mores as much as Trump was. And DeSantis being in the military changes nothing. Civilians are a whole different breed. Jenna Ellis pointed out, you do know that DeSantis was a member of Congress for three terms and a founding member of the Freedom Caucus, right? At least you're admitting Trump was lost in the federal government mores. And then we had G Jenna, Jesus begs you to come back to the MAGA fold. Oh my hell, are you serious? I am very serious on that, Pat, because like even if this is a troll account, okay? Uh-huh. The reason why I, I picked this, even if this is... You know, whatever, right? Um, I, I, I just. How many people do you know that think this? That's my point. Probably too many. I, I have people in my own family that think this crap. So. Probably too many. Jenna, Jesus begs you to come back to the MAGA fold. Jesus has nothing to do with it. Yeah, you would be correct there, Pat. Uh, Jesus has absolutely nothing to do with this. Like, quite literally nothing other than this, Pat. Um, And let me just uh, scroll to get to this point. Um, Stop worship to MAGA forever. Stop worshiping the false idol of any politician. I didn't say just Trump. I said any politician. Why do I say that? Because they are flawed. They are human, just like the rest of us. There is but one unflawed individual to have ever walked the face of this earth, and his name is Jesus Christ. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Root yourself in Jesus and God. Maybe Not the better line a politician. Maybe the better line there would be to uh, come back to the Jesus fold. Because I think that's, you know, we, we, we need more Jesus than we need Donald Trump. We need more Jesus than any politician. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And, and we we have talked about this in the past. If you look at the great revivals in American history, we're probably close to the fourth great revival, I believe. 
or or bust. Right. And it has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with spirituality in this in this country. As we watch the Great Awakenings, if you take a look back at history, the Great Awakenings of the 1750s led to what? The freedom movement of the 1760s, 70s, 80s, right? It led to a 30-year period of revival of, uh, and turned towards God in a, you know, that sort of situation. I think we might be on the cusp of it. I, I don't know where it stands right now, but... Um, it would be interesting. Just pick up a history book on Great Revival uh, or Great Awakenings, and I think you'd be very, very mind-blown because m- many people believe that we are always this pious, like, pilgrimy. You know, they skip from Plymouth Rock right to the Revolution, right? And, and they might know about the Stamp Act or the Intolerable Acts and all of that stuff, right? But they don't know the middle portion, Right? where the people of the Plymouth colony, the people of this colony or that colony turned their backs from the Mayflower Compact, right? And and they became uh, focused on everything but God. We turned away from God in the colonies for a very long time, only to return and have a great awakening. And then it happens again in the the mid-1800s, right? And it happens again in kind of like the 1940s, I would say, 1950s happens again. Um, It's just, it's interesting to see the ebbs and flows of our relationship. And then also as you study and read through the Bible, especially the Old Testament, the ebbs and flows of the Old Testament, right? Where the father and the son, the father and the son, or the the father, son, son, father, right? It's, it's, the ebbs and flows of how they turn their back or walk in the way of God. Uh, it, it It's almost as if we are on a repeating loop as a society still to this day. But whether this specific account again, Pat, is a troll account or a satire account, what do we know about satire? We know satire is rooted in truth. It's all the best satire is always rooted in like 75% of the truth. And I know people and you know people that think exactly like this. We have to break the cult. And that's why I put this right with the Steven Crowder stuff. This is all cult behavior. You cannot possibly be a critical thinker and think what Steven Crowder put out there. You can't. That's an impossibility because you you have an input of his own actual work. And, and, but we're going to ignore that and then just go with his words? If anything that we've learned from Donald Trump, it is don't trust his words, trust his actions. Show me the actions and I'll show you who Donald Trump is. All right, with that being said, Pat, I think now is a great time for us to go to the B or not the B before we get in to the best part of the week. Are you ready? Oh, I'm very ready. All right. Hit me with the headline, please. All righty, then. CDC warns not to kiss or snuggle your turtle. CDC warns not to kiss or snuggle your turtle. Is this the B or not the B? 
That is the question. And while you're thinking about the Andrew Coppins, folks, we are headed into a, a long weekend, a very um, historically communist weekend, if you will. Um, hence the Labor Day and everything. Um, but you could, you know, support coffeebrandcoffee.com by uh, going to coffeebrandcoffee.com, finding yourself some great coffee, some great flavors, supporting a local business and, and uh, not engaging in communism, but rather more of a uh, free market society in, in terms of doing business with those that don't insult you, um, which is coffeebrandcoffee.com. They, they don't care about your politics. They don't care about your vote. They don't care where you align with anything on any issues. They just care about, hey, do you have money? Do you want a great product and a great service? Simple. Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinking at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your purchase today. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com. Promo code critical thinking at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your purchase today. All right. So CDC warns not to kiss or snuggle your turtle. Is this the B or not the B? I so want this to be. The Babylon B, but I have a feeling that this is going to be the this is going to be not the B, but I I I gotta go with my gut. This is Babylon B. Please tell me I'm right. Are you sure? Final no. answer. But it is my final answer. Well, I mean, it's all as well because you know, losing fifty bucks or losing a hundred bucks doesn't really matter. So we we lost fifty bucks to thing to whatever it is we're losing 50 bucks to and nowadays it's uh not to be um the cdc warns not to kiss or snuggle your turtle after salmonella outbreak sickens 26 people across 11 states <sighs> romans one romans one i mean so okay so the the city in which i live in by the way uh, you know, living in Utah, you have irrigation systems for your yard, you know, um, that that's connected to a different uh, line of water than than your house water is. And apparently within that irrigation system, they have discovered E. coli. And so the city sent out a uh, Oil like letter notice. saying, yeah, 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 don't like don't uh, don't drink the water from your sprinkler system. Mm hmm. That's kind of what this is, 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 I think this one's worse, but I'm like, do we really have to tell people not to drink the water from the sprinkler system? Do we really have to tell people not to kiss and snuggle a freaking turtle? Are we kidding right now? The, the, the lack of common sense is astounding sometimes. Romans one, Pat. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> That's all I've got to say on that. All right. With that being said, I think uh, now is also a great time for us to crown a brand new Richard of the Week. All right, lay the nominees. We usually have four. Do we have four this week? Yes, we have. We, oh. We've never not had four. I think there was one time where we had three. 
there's actually I take that back. There's one time where we had one because it was the obvious choice. Yes, you are correct. Yes, yeah. Um, okay. So, but we do have four. We have uh, Donald Trump for the insane amount of gaslighting that we just went through. Yep. Because holy hell. Um, speaking of gaslighting, um, I hesitate to call her the queen of gaslighting because she really does suck at it. Wouldn't the queen of gaslighting be somebody on The View? Yeah, probably like a Joy Behar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or Whoopi Goldberg. Or a Sonny Hostin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, Karine Jean-Pierre um, has said that uh, Biden has uh, done more to secure the border than anybody else. <laughs> And and then they talked about the legal pathway for migrants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that is, if you have not seen that entire segment, you need to, by the way, find it on X or elsewhere. But uh, it is fantastic. Gaslighting 101. She has uh, apparently has beachfront property in North Dakota to sell. Correct. Correct. Anyway. Yeah. So we got. Uh, um, yeah. Go so we have Donald Trump, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Uh, then we have, um, well, your favorite mayor, Brandon Johnson. What did he do this time? Well, you see, he decided to um, blame automakers <laughs> for the rise in car theft. Right, because they, followed- they, their anti-theft mechanisms aren't great. In- well, then he's filing a lawsuit. Right, because he's a moron again um let me let me also uh, just plug this my name is andrew coppins i am your local chicago realtor and uh if you are in the area and uh you want to get the bleep out sell while you still can now is the time to do so so again you can follow me i'm at the coppins show can find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok as the realtor side of things. You can DM me. You can Google me, right? Go just go find me, Andrew Coppins Compass. You, you'll find me. Book a time. Let's get together. Let's sell your home for the most amount of money available today, and uh, get you set up in a position in which you can get out um, and get out ahead of the game. I'm just going to say that. Again, Andrew Coppins, licensed realtor here in Illinois, soon to be coming to another state near Illinois. Uh, I will give you that preview as well. So just just saying. And by the way, if you're looking to buy or sell across this country, you want somebody who is not of the same ilk per se, but somebody that I would trust to do business with, because that is vitally important. Trust me on that. You will be surprised how difficult getting a real estate transaction together can be. So somebody who cares about doing business the right way, doing it the right way for you and understanding your needs, come to me and I will refer you to the right individual in your neck of the woods. Because trust me, you do not want a crappy agent. In this day and age, whether that's navigating how to put an offer together, how to keep an offer together, 
Um, or if you should run away like Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Or if you as a seller should maximize the price point or maximize the time on the market or whatever works best for you. There are agents out there who know how to do it. There are agents out there who don't and only care about what's going into their pocket. So differentiate. And how do you know that difference? It's by talking to somebody who actually knows what they're doing in the business and will vet these people for you. So hit me up one way or the other. Anyway. Our, our, our final nominee, and, and we will actually probably get to this here in a few minutes um, from a best take point of view, but is Keith Oberman. <laughs> Keith, Oberman <laughs> Keith Oberman went after Riley Gaines on X. and um, Was he been on X funny... when he went after her on X? Or was he just on know. crack? Well, probably. Probably. Yeah, because he, uh, because he decided to tell her that she sucked at swimming. Yeah, he's like, can you just address the reality and move past it? You sucked at swimming. That's why you lost. No, that's not why she lost. <laughs> she didn't lose, by the oh, way. Oh, I know. She actually tied for first place with a dude named William so Thomas. It, she literally actually did win then. Yeah, she literally won and it then had the spotlight her. stolen away from her by the NCAA who decided to only put William Thomas on the podium, even though both of them had the exact same time. Where Riley Gaines sat on the side and was not recognized. But first place, second place, third place, Riley Gaines behind the curtain. Which, by the way, the more I the more I follow her, the more I see what she's doing. The more I just find her to be an absolutely lovely person. Yeah, and you're gonna find out a reason why I, in a little bit here, but uh, yeah, I think the the easy answer here has got to be Corinne Jean Pierre for me. Uh, who's your winner of Richard of the Week? <sighs> see, this was tough for me. Um, I I think I think it also comes down to Corinne Jean Pierre as well, simply for the fact of. Holy hell, what kind of lie was that? Yeah, I also think Keith Olbermann deserves some consideration because there's nothing more Richard-like than just literally being factually wrong while trying to own somebody. I mean, the the dude got fired from, what, MSNBC, ESPN. Um, Late night television. Yeah, the, the, the dude sucks. In fact, the dude actually Google sucks. Real quick. How many times has Olbermann been fired? Oh, he resigned. Excuse me. Oh. Resigned. Um, uh, he resigned. Yes. <laughs> just, just awful. Awful, awful, awful. Ugh. By the way, he had three tries at ESPN. Did you know that? He came back in 2018. I, was just, I knew he was on there more than once. I didn't know how many. Yep. I think he returned to SportsCenter like kind of in the second half of 2018. In the first half, he was doing some other commentary and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then he did Major League Baseball play-by-play, -play, and he was terrible at it. 
Yeah. Anywho, um, oh, it, it, it would be between those two, but I, I still kind of lean a little bit more towards Kareem Jean Pierre. Um, but I could I could also justify Keith Olbermann though. Really, I could even justify Trump because the the level of gaslighting there was also insane. But you know, as we established earlier, MAGA doesn't really seem to care about the gaslighting from Trump. So, I think. yes, just just yeah, wow. All right, with that all Ben said, Pat, um, we like to be happy warriors, so we're gonna leave you to the. <clears throat> holiday weekend with our best takes of the week by the way just quick note we will not be live on monday we will not be taped on monday at least together i'm i'm gonna be redoing and re-inputting my anti-labor day uh you know 10 15 minute uh podcast episode together um mm. over this weekend uh mm. because labor day is the absolute worst holiday absolute worst it is literally celebrating socialism so no thank you no thank you no thank you no thank you unless you think well but labor unions uh eight hour work day Mm. know your history that's all i'm gonna say all right but beyond that um just that quick note we will be back next tuesday Live and direct. Um, we've got some takes. I, I think we start with uh, Tucker Carlson and Dave Portnoy. I think that's where we go. Is that where you okay. want to go or do you want to go somewhere else? No, no, I think it's a good place to start. Okay, let's go. Well, to make your decision. Like I thought Trump should have done, I thought he should have done the debate. Yeah. Like to me, if you're voting on the president, you want to hear him debate. He's brilliant. He's the best to ever play the political game. So to become president, I think it was the right move not to do it. But for the betterment of the country, I think you should be on the debate. I kind of agree. I I like the debates personally. I mean, how else are people going to decide? The problem is that the news companies that host the debates are so rotten and corrupt and everybody knows it. The whole thing's rotten. The whole thing is rotten and corrupt. Is Biden going to be the nominee? I don't know. I'm not a political person, but I feel like there's been a shift where internally maybe the democrats don't think he can win and they're setting the stage to do somebody else uh i think it's crazy if he's i mean to be honest i think both trump and biden are too old i I think there should i don't think you should be able to be that old and be president uh but i think trump certainly agree a hundred percent more aware i mean i i think biden has got some serious dementia issues like how that is the president i don't know and that's not a democrat because i said about both it's like uh mitch mitch the guy who had the stroke doing the speech the other day mitch mcconnell yeah like what how how are these people running our country you wouldn't put these people i would say in mcconnell's the only defense i would say of mitch mcconnell is mcconnell post-stroke is an improvement over mcconnell pre-stroke fair enough um fair enough fair enough enough. there's no companies in the world where I would buy stock, where you're having the CEO seemingly at that advance. It's just only in politics. It's crazy. Yeah, it's because it's only the world. Yeah. It's only the world. That's my favorite one. Also, <laughs> in, in Mitch McConnell's defense, post-stroke is better than pre-stroke. Holy <laughs> crap. And by the way, I, I, I we haven't really addressed 
that Mitch McConnell situation just because, like, for me, it's just, it's so it's heartbreaking to, to watch it on a personal level. It, it's so maddening because this is such, this is such an easy, I, I don't care if, Let's just put it this way. These are the same grifters that we talk about that allow Joe Biden to stay in office. This is the the people around him, the people around Dianne Feinstein, right? She literally yep. cannot make any decision for herself in her own personal life. Her daughter is the power of attorney, not just for medical decisions, but power of attorney, period. So you could make an argument that she can't even, she can't even, she is so incapacitated she can't make personal medical personal life decisions but she's able to vote who's what no how about no you you know you lose your ability the second that somebody else john fetterman another uh of this and this is neither democrat nor republican for me this is very simply this do you have the mental capacity to do the job and frankly mitch mcconnell doesn't because we don't know when he's Something is wrong, whether that's stroke. I would suggest that that looks like a stroke. That very much looks like a seizure and a stroke. Or he had a stroke, and this is a byproduct of that stroke, in which case, holy crap. Either way, it's a sad situation. Um, And cocaine won't fix it there, Mitch. Yeah. It's a sad situation for everybody. I honestly hope he gets the help he needs, but he needs to step down from leadership. He really that was does. a great that was a great take. And by the way, I think like mm. the interesting thing for me when it comes to Tucker is is we're seeing almost him going Joe Rogan rather than just straight commentary. You notice that? Like he's kind of yeah. doing both right now. He's doing some of those talking head commentary side of things, but also these really kind of He's not going full interview, like full. Um, he's going going more Phil Donahue than um, or Joe Rogan than he is Bill O'Reilly, if you will, right? Where he's just going to yeah. be an antagonistic individual. Well, and I think I, people I, I, want him to be antagonistic because his commentary is antagonistic. But mm-hmm. you don't. You don't get a real opinion and you don't allow people to hang themselves if you are constantly hammering at them while speaking with them. I I I will say this though, I am a little concerned about Tucker in the sense of we get a very different Tucker during that Trump interview versus what we just saw there. In my in my opinion. But that's my point, right? Is that mm. you don't just be an antagonistic individual and what you allow Donald Trump to use his own words to hang himself, right? You, you, you don't uh, you don't have to be an antagonistic individual to get what you want out of that interview. Now, Fair. I would like some pushback, and I think the pushback comes in, yeah, I agree with you, right? Like, hey, yeah, I agree with you on age limits, or I agree with you on cognitive uh, ability tests. And I would suggest, by the way, we do that for anybody that wants to to run for um, any elected office, whether that's a dog catcher or 
Yeah, prove to yeah. me that you have a cognitive ability. Just yeah. Sorry, we. I, I just wow, 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 wow. I mean, we are literally watching history repeat itself. Where we've seen what people wheel old people from the 15, 1600s in England, right? Or suddenly they're magically not there, and then the king calls a vote in Parliament or or whatever have you, right? Just to get their own way. This is what's going on, and it's just brutal. All right. Beyond that, um, I think we got to go to the other side of this, and uh, we got to go Ron DeSantis here, right? Oh yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Told all of our personnel at the state level, you know, you you protect people's property, and and we are not going to tolerate any looting in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, it's just ridiculous that you would try to do something like that on the heels of an almost category four hurricane hitting this community. I'd also just remind potential looters that people, you never know what you're walking into. People have a right to defend their property. Uh, This part of Florida, you got a lot of advocates and some proponents of the second amendment. And I've seen signs in different people's yards in the past after these disasters. And I would say it's probably here. You loot, we shoot. You never know what's behind that door. If you go break into somebody's house and you're trying to loot, uh, these are people that are going to be able to defend themselves and their families. So so I would not do it. Uh, we are going to hold you accountable from a law enforcement perspective at a minimum. And it could even be worse than that depending on what's behind that door. So let's all band together and lift people up and not try to take advantage of a difficult situation. That is leadership right there. I applaud him for that. Um, and, and by the way, I think exactly I, what we need. I think on a national scale, people have been watching what's going on in Florida, right? And they've been reminded of last year. They're reminded of what's going on now and, and you know, um, we had we had my brother who was directly impacted uh, by the hurricane last year, right? And we had him on. And what did he say? Yeah, power restored, things moving right away. Yep, and the same thing happened here. And that doesn't oh, happen. And, and people can say, well, yeah, but private business and private this. And, you're right. But what does the what what has the governor of Florida figured out? What has Ron DeSantis figured out that other governors and other people clearly haven't across this country is how to effectively package private government resources, right? So I'm going to, I as the governor, am going to muster all of the private resources that I can, but I am there to facilitate. I am there to get out of the way as much as I possibly can. Now, we can all argue and quibble over what they've done to people who came to uh, do construction work post-hurricane and all that stuff where they were throwing people in jail for not having a license but doing roofing or, or whatever have you. Mm. Like, what the hell is that? But, but the overall first response has been nothing but phenomenal. And it's a clear juxtaposition to what is going on. And I'm not suggesting you politically take advantage of the disaster, but what you do is you continue to highlight time after time that I understand how to respond. I understand that my position is to sometimes get out of the way, right? And that's really what happened here. I am streamlining processes. I am 
going to say, you know what, here's what I think we need from private business. And I'm going to extract that from private business and get it done. Not to mention, I also really do appreciate this from him. I appreciate what he said here about the looters and stuff too, because that, that needs to be said. Um, but I also really appreciate that he put his presidential campaign on hold and it's a hold, not a suspension to be very clear, Dinesh D'Souza. Good grief. Um, he put it on hold to actually go and do his job as governor because that's what he is first. He is the governor of Florida first. That's his job. Yeah. For Pete freaking sakes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I, this, when, when we, what if, what, if, what is one of the things that we have always said on the show that we are yearning for actual leadership? And this That's is it. that. Whether mm -hmm. I agree with everything and every method of Ron DeSantis or not, I will take a leader that also holds liberty by and large as a core value over what we're getting from either side right now. Right. Um, you don't have to agree with somebody 100% of the time, nor should you, by the way. No, no, nope. But... Earlier, we talked about Keith Olbermann potentially winning uh, Richard of the Week. Well, I'm going to show you how you respond to Keith Olbermann, and this will be the final best take of the week. All right, Keith, as I was getting my All-SEC first team honors down to show you, I dropped it, and I broke it, which would be really unfortunate if I didn't have more of those, but lucky for me, I do, so let's go through it. SEC title, uh, second in the country. This is my SEC Community Service Leader of the Year Award, which actually got me a lot of money. Oh, another SEC title, uh, an NCAA trophy. Oh, look, SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year. Believe it or not, I'm pretty smart. Another SEC title, another NCAA trophy. Oh, that's when we won an SEC championship as a team. Some more SEC honors. Oh, look, another one. <laughs> that's when I broke the 200 butterfly record, uh, the SEC record, which I still hold, making me one of the fastest Americans of all time. And so Keith... I would be really sad if I broke this trying to prove a point to an old man who can't even seem to keep a job, but I've got more of these, so I'm not. Thanks, Keith. Doom! <laughs> uh, and this is why Keith Overman really sucks, because he has no freaking clue what he's talking about. All right. Well, on that note, Pat, your final thoughts on this week? Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. College football is back and go Bucks. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend. Enjoy the extra day off and, well, don't celebrate socialism. Also on Wisconsin. As always, Matthew 547. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Kyler, say this. Kyler, it's... 
Kate Sinez. I'm Kelly Sinez and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>